0: Today in TFC Stock Geek Out, we are going to talk about a REIT which not many might have heard of or looked at, but if you are in Singapore, would almost definitely know the properties that they own. Talk about hiding in plain sight. This REIT is Parkway Life REIT, Asia's largest listed healthcare REIT. Everyone knows healthcare is booming due to COVID and longer term, the aging population. So let's take a dive and see what this REIT has to offer. Joining me today is Willie again. He has walked us through before how we can look at and assess reads. And what we'll do today is to build on that episode and that information and look at Parkway Read through that lens. For reference, this episode was recorded on 23rd February 2022. Our discussion today is solely for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not serve as any form of advice or recommendations. Thank you for loving what we do and empowering us financially to do more for you. Let's geek out! Hi Coconuts, welcome to another episode of Stock Geek Out. Today we have again Willy with us. Um, if you haven't heard, we did an episode with him about a week back about, on how to analyze reads, Right. Today we are, well, if you we want to go back to school, we are going to do a case study today right? on, on Parkway Life. We'll, we'll take you know, what we talked about last week, we'll apply it to an actual company and we'll... we'll Not financial advice, obviously, but we will come right down to a decision on, well, you know, what is Parkway Life and and what does it do and is it an attractive read that we could think about buying. So, let's dive into it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot to cover today. Let's just keep going.
1: Hi, Willy. How are you? Hello. Hello, Anthony. Uh, It's good to be back again.
0: Yes. Okay, so, you know, you're a REIT guy, you're a, you're a dividend titan, you write about REITs. Um, today, I think you want to talk about Parkway Live REIT, right? Yes. Um, what, what are they? Who,
1: who are they, essentially?
0: Are they in Singapore?
1: Yeah, so Parkway Live REIT, it's a very interesting company. It's one of the very mm-hmm. few healthcare REITs in Singapore. So, the, the more common ones which we see is uh, your retail, your offices, uh, industrials, um, your data centers. Um, healthcare is a much smaller portion and Parkway live read is one of those very little known um tiny singapore read uh, which not many people know but um you know it packs a punch right it okay. was listed in august 2007 you know it has stayed listed and it has returned about close to 300 percent returns you know if you had bought wow. um, Parkway live read so this is one of my favorite reads um, this is this is
0: total returns including dividends or
1: yes yeah, so it's uh Total returns.
0: So, so not, not the share price increase, guys. Yep. I, I think that, that's important to take note of, right? We're talking mm. about REITs, we need income, you know, when, when you want to compare returns with different styles of investing, it's also important to look at how much you get in dividends, right? Yep. Because it's, it's not just share price going up, it's also the cash you come
1: in. Exactly. Yeah, so Parkway Life REIT is a healthcare REIT and they own mm. Singapore uh, hospital buildings, which they lease to okay. the hospitals, right? So if you see okay. Glen Eagle's, Mount Elizabeth, and Parkway East Hospital, like in the eastern part of Singapore, these hospital operators, they lease the buildings from Parkway Live Read. So Parkway Live Read charges rent to these hospitals. Okay,
0: so is there like an, another hospital manager that, that then does the leasing to like individual doctors for you know, specialist clinics, that sort of thing? Or, or is it the, the REIT manager itself
1: handling that? Yeah, so it depends, right? For Parkway Live Read, I believe they have, they have their own in-house uh, team. And sometimes this team, Mm -hmm. they could actually outsource finding the tenants, right? Um, Like any Singapore REITs, how they typically do is they go through a property agent and the property agent will help to source the tenants. So it depends on whether the REITs want to take it on themselves or they want to outsource it. Um, Parkway Live REIT, the interesting thing is that uh, when they took over some of these properties, the tenants was already in place, right? So Glen Eagles Hospital, uh, Parkway East and Mount Elizabeth were already the hospital operators which were leasing from Parkway mm-hmm. Life itself. So they don't have to worry about um, finding
0: tenants. Okay, okay. So so I we think we've mentioned a few hospitals in Singapore. Of course, Glen Eagles, e, you know, big, private, expensive hospitals. Um, anywhere else? Um, where, where else are their holdings? Or, or is Singapore the key driver of, of their revenue?
1: Yeah, so why I say, 60% of their rental, their revenue, comes from these three Singapore hospitals, right? The okay. remaining 30 plus to 40% comes from Japan. So they own a lot of Japanese nursing homes across Japan. And they lease it out to nursing home operators. So we know that, you know, in Japan, it's a huge aging population and Mm -hmm. nursing homes are a growing trend in Japan. So Parkway Live Read is there to provide leases or properties to these nursing home operators. So the next, you know, 30 to 40% of their rent comes from Japan. Cool.
0: And, and I guess a bit in Malaysia, but that's kind of interesting, right? So when, when you think of a healthcare read, I think most people think typically think of hospitals, right? That, that's one. Um, maybe a, a chain of clinics, but I guess they are remit expense broad enough for, for them to do nursing home as sort of like, you know, healthcare or like palliative care or just, just to help the aging population. Okay. I think that's a nice introduction. But, you know, last time we were talking about, oh, well, we need to look at the broader group. We need to look at all of that. So what? What's the sponsor like? I guess Parkway is the sponsor because their name is all over it. But <laughs> what's Parkway? Who do they do?
1: Yeah. So um, their sponsor is actually owned by this company called IHH Group. IHH Group is a Malaysian listed company. So they are one of the largest property company in Malaysia. And IHH Group is twenty six percent owned by the investment holding arm of Malaysia. Thirty three percent owned by Mitsui Japan which is one of the largest conglomerate in Japan. So IHH Group is actually a very well-known healthcare property group. So they also own a couple of other hospitals under their name, right? So Mm. the good thing about this sponsor is that, you know, there's some reputation. They have been Mm -hmm. around for many years, you know, like what I've said previously. And it's a good thing because Parkway Life Read in the future can actually take control or buy over some, some of these hospitals from the IHH group. Okay.
0: Mm. So so it's it's kind of like a right of first offer, or first refusal thing. That you know, If if the owner actually decides to sell, then they can kind of sell it to the REIT, and and they have to sell it to the REIT first, or the REIT has like first option. Before they, they sell it Anywhere else So so you We talked about it Previously as well that, That's that A bit of a steady stream Of properties That can be cut That can be put Into the read And for the read To expand yep. Right I think that, that The whole IHH thing Is interesting right Because you see Their main shareholders Or one of them At least is, is Mitsui And that helps With their Japanese push You know Rather than just being A very Singapore Malaysian type of company You, you can kind of Expand your assets mm. Somewhere um, Hopefully with the help Of the shareholders as well Even if it's just the softer things like, you know, providing local knowledge and, and things like that rather than financial support, right? Yep. So, so you, you also see a bit of the influence of, of the shareholders coming through and, and where they play their part and I think that that's always a bit of a positive for, for sponsors to, to well, be active and, and be very deliberate about where where the reads are heading. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I think that's great nice introduction i i like it already um you know, then we talked a bit last time about macro right about things like forex which which would be applicable here because of well japanese will pay in yen how do we peg it back to singapore um we talked a bit about debt and all that can, can you just walk us through a bit um mm. in, in terms of um, parkway
1: yeah so for parkway Life. About the rent comes from Japan. So they actually receive the rental, obviously, in Japanese yen. But the interesting thing about Parkway Life Read is that they actually hedge or protect the depreciation of the yen by going to forward contracts or contracts which allow Parkway Life to convert this Japanese yen back to the Singapore dollar at a fixed rate, right? So Mm. every time when... Parkway Life wants to distribute their dividends from these Japanese properties, you know, they when they convert back, they don't have to convert back at the current foreign exchange rate, but they can convert it at the agreed amount or the agreed exchange rate. So in this way, Parkway Life helps to protect themselves from any foreign currency depreciation or any foreign currency volatility.
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's volatility that, that's key here, right? Because you don't want your... I mean, yen is stable, but you, you don't want your your earnings to, to deviate too much month to month as well. Correct. Okay, um, how about things like, you know, I mean, we, we have spoken a bit about like aging populations and, and, and all that. Is that seen as a bit of a secular trend that, that they're riding on? Because, well, healthcare is, is key, right? You, you, you'll never not need healthcare. Um, it, it's maybe just how you position it. So so I guess that that's a bit of a... a thing label factor in, when we talk about the read.
1: Does that sound fair or? Yeah. So um, looking at the macro trend for a healthcare read is important and it's even more so important in Singapore. So in Japan you are mm-hmm. faced with an aging population which is the perfect positioning for Parkway Life read and their nursing home operation. Right? They basically lease their properties to healthcare, to nursing home operators. In Singapore, since 59% of their rent comes from the three big private hospitals, um, trying to understand the healthcare trend in Singapore is also important. And if you see, in Singapore, according to the ITA, the International Trade Association, Singapore's healthcare spending will actually increase to $49 billion US dollar by 2029. So that's only in the next seven years. So it's going to be a huge growth. And in terms of the private healthcare spending, By two thousand twenty nine, private healthcare spending will have gone up to about thirteen point five billion dollars. Of course, the remaining amount of thirty over billion dollars is the government healthcare spending. So it's actually a huge market for healthcare. And on top of that, the interesting thing about Singapore is that we position ourselves as a high quality health hub, right? If you think about it, um, we attract a lot of foreign patients from within the region. So before covid pandemic started there were about at least 500,000 foreign patients in the mid 2010 which actually fly to singapore to seek hospital treatment right to seek their medical okay. checkups so and so forth so and these patients come from you know as close as you know in malaysia in indonesia and and, and as far as countries in the middle east and in china mm. right so there is actually a huge demand um, for private hospital care and again, yep. your Parkway we live Read is really in it's right smack in the middle of this huge tailwind um coming in. So when we talk about macro trends, I think this is one thing which um I pay very important attention to. Of course, you know, you still have the aging population in Singapore. So the the, the hospitals uh really serves the healthcare demand in Singapore.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that well I mean, one is that there's probably very little medical tourism now, um, given <laughs> COVID, um, which is which is when we we're talking about this. But you know, that, that that that's something that that could very easily come back. You know, once once we lift restrictions and and we are beginning to see a lift on restrictions, so so maybe that that will turn out in in their next financials or or next next financials. Right, give it, give it a bit of time. Yep. Okay um that that's good. Uh, anything else on on macro or on the bigger picture for, for Parkway live that, that you know you want to talk about? uh yeah, if, if not, we'll just get to numbers yeah, right? I, mean, I like numbers yeah so <laughs>
1: Let's go straight into what you like.
0: <laughs> um, we, we, we talked last week a bit about the, the, the key things that we talked about, like lease expiry and, and all of that. Um, yeah, so so what's the lease expiry like?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll basically talk about two things here. Parkway Life REIT, okay. one is their Singapore assets, their hospitals, and their Japanese nursing homes. So the interesting thing about Parkway Life REIT, like most healthcare REITs, is that they have a very long lease life. Say for example for the Singapore hospitals is typically about 10 to 15 years. And the interesting thing is that Parkway Life re- recently renewed their lease or their rental agreements with the three big hospitals, right? So Glen Eagle, Parkway East, and Mount Elizabeth have extended their leases till 2042, right? So that is a very, very long term. So you get to see as shareholders, uh, you know that your rent, which is coming from the hospitals, is sort of have a very long runway or a huge visibility because you know that these hospitals, you know, they are very, very profitable private hospitals, and you know that the rent they will yep. continue to pay year after year, you know, till 2042. So that's the interesting thing. Um in Japan, okay. Patway Life reads nursing homes, it's typically about 10 to 15 years. So the average lease in Japan is roughly about 12 years. So that's still a very good hmm. runway for, for investors of Parkway Life REIT. You, you know that the rent which you will receive um, coming in has a lot of uh, visibility, have a lot of sustainability over the next 10 years at least, 10 to 15 years. Okay. And and that's impressive, right?
0: Because we were talking about like retail and it's like, oh yeah, maybe three to five or industrial is like maybe three to five. So So that 10 really gives you a, well, a lot more certainty. It's not just a bit. It's a lot more certainty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think, but what about rental? You know, I mean, it's nice to have a, a 10-year lease, but if every year I have to renegotiate the rent and, and it could go down, then that doesn't really help, yeah. right? Do, do we have any more, more insights about how they, they calculate rent? Is there like some sort of annual inflation or, or how, how, how does it
1: work? So that's the interesting thing about Parkway Live read, Anthony. Um, they do disclose their rental adjustments. So, for their Singapore hospitals, right, in Parkway Life Reed, they have a base rent, which they charge to the hospitals, to the three Singapore hospitals, and they also have a variable rent. So, this variable rent is interesting because um, as the three hospitals make more money, as they increase their profits, a certain percentage of these profits will be paid as rent. So, the REIT actually grows together with the hospitals. As the hospitals make more money, um, the REIT essentially collects more rent. Right, so it's a base rent plus yep. variable rent. Now, the interesting thing here is that they don't just have this option of a base rent plus variable rent. Parkway Life Read also mm-hmm. has another option which calculates the rent plus the inflation rate in Singapore or the CPI. Okay. Right. So if hmm. our inflation goes higher or if our CPI goes higher, the rent which uh, Parkway Life gets to collect increases as well. So, in an inflationary environment, like everyone is talking about inflation right now, it's actually really good for Parkway Life REIT because if our CPI or our inflation number goes up, Parkway Life Read gets to collect higher rent. So these two different options, right? The first one is a base rent plus variable rent. The second one is yep. the rent plus the CPI. What Parkway Life Read does is that they'll calculate both options and they'll take the higher of the two rent, Right. So, so they get to choose. Yeah, so they, can, they get to choose whichever is higher. So if the hospitals make more money, they make more profits, they will take the first option, right? But if the hospital yeah. makes less money, but inflation keeps going up, then they will collect the rent which is calculated based on the CPI. So that's the interesting thing about Parkway Life REIT. Yeah. So you will know that its distribution, its dividends will continue to grow um, year after year. Mm. During the COVID pandemic, right, where a lot of Singapore REITs, you know, some of them, they might have cut dividends, or their yep. rental rate might have stayed still or might have dropped, but Parkway Life rate continued to increase their distribution because of this interesting rent mechanism.
0: Yeah, it's just a different mechanism. But do they choose
1: it every year or do we know? So this gets calculated every year from them. So the formula is fixed, right? They tell you the formula. So it yep. so the interesting thing about Parkway Life is that they are transparent to disclose their formula. And they calculate this uh, mm-hmm. every year. So, every year, depending on how much the hospitals make, they calculate how much the inflation is, they do a comparison, and they'll just take the higher of whichever uh, rent formula calculates. It's not bad, uh, I think. I think
0: <laughs> if, if there was a landlord that could that had the power to do this, they'll be more than happy, yeah. right? Because you know, in, in COVID, we saw all the retail landlords, I think they kind of complained that, you know, oh yeah, you know now, now there's no food traffic, They're, the variable part of their, their rent doesn't kick in anymore and, and they are upset, right? And of course, the tenants are also upset because they can't sell anything. So, so everybody was upset all around. But yeah. I think, you know, with, with this kind of CPI, alternative mechanism, that, that helps provide a lot more stability. And if they get the truth, you know, it's, it's even better, right? Yeah. So they essentially have the best of both worlds.
1: And the interesting thing is that, for this rent to work, you must have a very strong tenant. Means the tenant must have the mm. ability to actually pay higher profits and they must be able to keep up with the inflation, right? So looking for yep. high quality tenants is very important. This might not work for Singapore REITs, which are in other sectors, where maybe the tenants might not have a very strong earning power or the tenants might be in an industry where it's very competitive. So inflation might go up, but the profits um, might not go up as well. And this is something which some of these tenants might not be able to pay. But for hospital tenants, they tend to have very very strong earnings power uh, given the fact that, you know, earlier which you have asked as well about the macro trend, um, a lot of these hospitals, Mm -hmm. they are sitting on a a very strong tailwind. So, in terms of the profitability, in terms of the financial power, um, these hospitals have the ability to actually pay the rent even though, you know, it goes up.
0: Uh, that, that's terrible. I, I see private. I see my private healthcare costs increasing. Right? Maybe I should just go back to public. Like, this is terrible for for, for my real life. <laughs> okay, um, but that's, that's, I guess, the, the Singapore hospitals. Are are the Japanese nursing homes kind, kind of the same way or is it slightly different? So
1: Japanese nursing home they follow a more strict uh, rental formula. So it's more of a CPI packed to the rent itself. So as the CPI increases, yep. as the inflation increases in Japan, then of course the rent goes up. Of course, there's also that variable rent which has this formula uh, would also apply to some of the nursing homes because Parkway Life Read has roughly about more than 50 nursing homes. So it's a split of different rental formulas. Some nursing homes, they have a base rent plus a variable rent. Some has a rent plus a CPI. So it is not both Mm -hmm. options coming together, not like the Singapore hospitals, but um, it's a mixture across their 50 over hospitals. Cool.
0: Okay, I guess that, that that's the idea of a diversified read.
1: Okay, then that's
0: um, revenue and weighted lease expiry. Oh, was there something else about financial metrics? I forget. I'm not very good at taking notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so there are one more thing which you also want to pay attention to. Uh, number one is the mm-hmm. Gearing Ratio, which I've also mentioned before. Um, gearing Ratio basically calculates uh, the total debt which Parkway Life read has divided by the total assets. So you don't want uh, the read to go beyond 50%. Right, Parkway Life has roughly about 37%, which is really good because mm-hmm. it, it allows them to actually buy more assets, buy more properties by borrowing. So that's one thing we should want to also yep. pay attention to um, to make sure that uh, Parkway Life doesn't overborrow, right? but it's okay to actually increase. Right? So again, like the gold- So it, it can borrow a bit more yes. and, and grow right? if they need to. Yeah. Exactly. So that's one thing we should want to look at. Um, the next thing we should want to look at is also the interest coverage payment. So the interest coverage payment is the amount of um, profits which they make divided by the interest which they actually have to pay. So the higher the better because okay. it shows that there's actually a lot of buffer, a lot of room for Parkway Library to actually service their interest, right? So for them, okay. they have, their interest coverage is at least nine times, which is very, very healthy, right? And the reason why is because a large part of their borrowing costs is in Japanese loans, when you borrow in Japan, the borrowing cost is very cheap, right? It's around zero point nine percent, right? And if you can take this money, which you pay a zero point nine percent interest on, and if you invest in other properties which are yielding at say four percent, five percent, right? You are getting a much higher yield or a leveraged yield from this. So. A lot of rates they like to do is they like to borrow and they they like to invest in higher yielding properties. Um, Parkway Life is also doing the same, right? That's why they keep their borrowing costs very low, very cheap. And they invest in very high-yielding assets like your hospitals, like your nursing home um, operators.
0: Mm. I mean, look, if, if you are can borrow at 0.9, even if you can invest it at 4%, your leverage, at, at 50% leverage or 40% leverage, your, your returns are going to be good enough, yeah, exactly. right? You, you, don't, you don't need to do much more. <laughs> Literally, you don't need to do much more. Um, okay, that, that's great. I think that the cost structure all makes sense. Ah, I remember now. DPU DPU trends, mm-hmm. right? That that was something we were looking at as well. Yeah. Um, has that been increasing? Um, I, I think, to, to my mind, you know, hospitals, you, you can't really buy more hospitals. Um, I mean, you can, but it's, it's extremely expensive and it would be big news. Um, you know, I, I guess a lot of it, the, the recent growth is driven by nursing homes. But have they been relatively efficient in, in doing that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you are right, Anthony. For hospitals, it's very difficult to conduct a lot of acquisitions and the reason why is also because hospital tenants tend to be very sticky. So... They Mm -hmm. tend to have very specialized equipment, and it's very difficult to move from one hospital to another. For their distributions, um, for Parkway Life, you know, it has been growing year after year. Um, Since 2007, they paid out about 6.3 cents distribution. And just in 2020, during COVID, they paid out 13.8 cents. So that's sort of more than double, slightly more than double in terms of their distribution per unit. Um, And they've been growing, you know, from 2007 to 2020, they have been growing their distribution. So it is a very, very interesting uh, read. And really the reason why is also because of their rental formula, right? Like I've mentioned earlier, mm. their rental formula is based on a base rent plus a variable component where if the hospitals, the nursing home operators make money, Parkway Life read will also make money. If there's inflation over the last you know 13 years, right? If there's inflation, they will also make money. So, this follows yep. on a very nice organic growth. And because mm. uh, you don't get to see a lot of hospital acquisitions, like you mentioned, Parkway Life regrows their distribution organically, right? So, they try to increase the rent every okay. year.
0: So, so it, it's one of those very nice, stable, you, you know what you're getting into, you know. Yeah, that, that will reads that, that. I think, to, to my mind, it's, it's maybe one of those that's more suited to be like a nice, Corner of your portfolio, low volatility. Don't really need to touch. Don't really need to spend too much time researching and keeping up to date because they are not going to do too much acquisitions. You know, corporate actions, um, rights issues or that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I like that because that, that <laughs> just isn't. Yeah, I like, I like that. Don't, like set and forget or set and keep buying. You know, every month to TCA in whatever, right? So so I I like that. Um. Okay, I think that that's pretty much the, the financial things that, that we like to talk about. Um manager, I th- I think we have talked a bit about you no know, sponsors decent. You you can see them, you know, Mitsui having their, their say and, and pushing into um nursing homes in Japan. They they have their their rofo rofer um whatever um, type of, of agreements to, to potentially expand. Um anything else you want to add about you know, the the managers and, and the sponsors?
1: Yeah, so so like what you say rofers, right? ROFR, so right of first refusal. Parkway Life recently extended their grant on their right to first refusal. That means they have the first priority to buy hospital assets from their parent, which is IHH Group. So they actually renewed the grant or they renewed this priority to buy a hospital asset, which is Mount Elizabeth Novena in Singapore. Uh, They recently extended this grant, right? This priority. So there could be an acquisition in the cards, but we do not know when for sure but because they have actually extended this priority to actually buy the Mount Elizabeth Novena from IHH Group. So investors probably can expect Parkway Life REIT to probably do an acquisition you know, in the near future. And that's something which is interesting to look out for. And with more hospital assets in Parkway Life REIT, it helps to also diversify the revenue source in Singapore. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think... The- our, our hospital Cost is just Going to keep Increasing um, And Mount know Is already expensive Right mm-hmm. not, not, not to mention um, rent, Rental rates Okay That's good to know Um, I think Other than Financial so So I mean It sounds very stable It sounds nice You know valuation right uh, I think REITs have, have gone up you know everybody has seen the, the secular trend and, and people have also bought into to healthcare REITs um, how, how does it look like now I, I remember looking at it a few months back and going mm, this looks a bit expensive I, I don't like that um, but, but has that changed yeah.
1: I mean um, buying Singapore REIT buying Parkway Life REIT looks very silly right now right because you're buying at the top of its price mm. but the thing is I um, like the quality of Parkway Life REIT and how it stands out above the other Singapore REITs, I think it's worth it. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, right, today, Parkway Life REIT is, trading at a dividend yield of about 3%. It looks really low. But don't forget, when we're looking at a REIT, we also want to look at the growth of the distribution, the DPU. We want to look at the growth of the mm. dividends. And Parkway Life REIT is one of those few REITs which is able to grow their distribution uh, without any interruption, right? So if you can imagine that since 2007, it has more than doubled its distribution. With its rental formula, with the tailwind which is sitting on in terms of healthcare demand, uh, I would expect Parkway Life REIT to actually continue growing at that same rate. So I would expect, reasonably Mm. expect that this REIT will be able to double its dividends over the next, say, 10 to 15 years. And at a 3% Mm. dividend yield, that will actually increase to about 6% or even higher, right? And if you think of it from a long-term perspective, right? You are not only getting a much higher dividend yield on your cost today, but you're also looking at the Mm -hmm. share price going up, right? Because a higher rental rate would also mean a much higher property value. And a much higher property value would also mean that the share price will also go up. So it's a win-win situation for investors, right? You are not only looking at the dividends, so you are basically positioning yourself for a much larger dividend growth in the future, that's one. And also Mm. positioning yourself for much higher capital gains as the properties, as the hospitals uh, go up in value. Yeah, so, so I
0: guess it's one of those things where you know you you people say, like to say that they're long term investors, right? This is really long term. Yeah, and but I mean it, it kind of makes sense it, in the way that you know you say okay, fine, it, it's a three percent dividend yield now, but but we know that they are committed over the next ten years at least, right? For for nursing homes, so you know there there is that stability more so than even industrial or or commercial property reads, mm-hmm. um so. How about price-to-book, right? I think we, we talked a bit about, you know, looking at historical averages of, of price-to-book mm-hmm. and seeing where, where it's at. Um, yeah, we are doing this in February. So so what, what does it look like now? Yeah. Is it still inflated or, or has, you know, because of a, a flight to, to save assets? Or, or is it, you know, it actually fallen a, along a bit with the the other reads?
1: Yeah, I mean, for part we live read, the price-to-book has sort of fallen slightly. I mean together with all the other Singapore REITs, but um, its price to book is still trading at a slight, slight premium. So when I say slight premium, it means mm-hmm. that it's actually trading above one, um, the one times book value. Its price is one times of its book value, more than one times of its book value. And the reason why is because, um, unlike the other Singapore reads, the stock market thinks that uh, Parkway Life read has a lot of growth potential. When the stock market thinks that a Singapore read has a huge growth potential, they will actually trade the shares at a much higher price to book ratio right? So if I'm not mistaken, right now, uh, Parkway Live is roughly a, at least about 1.2, 1.5 times um, price to book ratio. So it's slightly higher than most of the other REITs, But I wouldn't mind paying for this growth because the rental formula is set in place. They have a very, very strong, yep. high-quality assets um, in Singapore, in Japan. You know, I'm willing to actually hold a company or a read like Parkway Live Read. Mm. And I'm willing to actually wait it out over the long term.
0: Yeah, I think that that's where I don't really agree with you right so so I, I sorry I'm just scrolling through my app um, partway life is, is what 9, 1.9 mm-hmm. price to book mm-hmm. right and I mean I, I agree with you I think that there's you know secular trends I think that there's growth and, and all that but really the growth here is organic right and, and it's slow you're not going to get you know 20-30% revenue growth rates um, you're not going to I mean it's what 6 maybe 10 if, if, if you're lucky right if, if, if you know, everything recovers and healthcare tourism comes back so there, there is that that premium to me right and and you know we were talking about comparing to its historical averages and, and yes it's lower than you know, two months ago or three months ago when I looked at it it was like two point5 so so already much lower mm-hmm. but um I, I think that there might hopefully be you know room to fall further before I, I think oh yeah this this kind of makes sense like right now it, it feels to be on the edge of like oh uh, maybe we are paying a bit too much of or to me at least um not financial advice but uh, a bit too much of a premium for for the stability right when when you could look at other risk profile assets i would say that that maybe also give you that same stability but you know with a slightly higher yield or that is slightly cheaper
1: mm. yeah i mean f- from that angle i think you would think that it's, a, it's quite expensive, right? But for Singapore mm. REITs, right? and of the day, as investors, when we invest in Singapore REITs, uh, what we're ultimately looking out for is number one, safety. Uh, number two is reliability. Mm. And we also want to actually have some form of dividend growth. So sometimes yep. it gets a bit expensive to have all this in a Singapore REIT. But mm. I would think that, you know, it more than compensates for the price which you are paying, right? It gets a bit expensive, like you, you said, right? the price of the book is actually close to two times. But I wouldn't mind paying for this because the safety. I don't have to wake up thinking that, hey, uh, what if this read has got huge foreign currency exchange issues, right? What if this REIT, um today suddenly stops paying rent, right? Or the property, the assets are in a country where there are a lot of political issues, um, where there are a lot of uh, corporate governance issues in the company, so you know you might get yep. that for other higher dividend yielding read, but for Parkway Life, you know you don't mm-hmm. typically get that. So and that's something which is interesting. And the next thing is also for Parkway Life read. For me personally, the reason why I so like it is because it's a huge diversification from your usual um, retail read, office read and your industrial REITs. So these three big sectors dominate the Singapore REIT. So you don't really get a lot of healthcare REITs in yes. Singapore. And even though it's slightly more expensive, but you're also helping to diversify your portfolio, right? And hmm. not all REITs are the same, right? And we cannot expect to see uh, each REIT to be the same as another, right? So if one of these yep. REITs don't do well, you know, I don't have to worry about it because my portfolio will still grow. And having a slightly more expensive healthcare REIT um, helps to give that sort of nice diversification.
0: Yeah, okay. I think I think we, we definitely need another session on like how to build a big portfolio because that that's a topic in itself.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll be more than happy to share. <laughs> I <Anthony>. mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we can't we, we can't just like just buy Maple Tree and buy Capital Land and, and that's it. Right? of Because they're they're big, they're diversified, but they are, you know, very sector focused, I would say. Or, or very geographic focused. So 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 may, maybe you're right, right? That there's a bit of a diversification in terms of the, the business and the sector it's in. But that's what, you know, I think the last few months or years have shown that there's also a lot of correlation in share prices, mm-hmm. right? So yes, I mean, we, we can debate this another time. <laughs> you, you can, if you have diversification in businesses, doesn't necessarily mean you have diversification in, in share prices that, you know, can can protect you from negative market sentiment. Mm. Cool. Um, I think that's about, it it. Oh, yeah, not bad. Your checklist is very easy to cover. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, We're done.
1: So, <laughs> anything else? Um, did, did I miss out on something? Yeah. I think there's one question which is always on my mind and also on my subscribers and readers' mind for Dividend Titan is that um, interest rate environment. Right? Um, a lot of people recently mm. have been asking me about, hey, really, what do you think about the interest rate environment and will interest rates affect Singapore rates? There's actually one thing which we, we have to pay attention to, right? Is the borrowing cost of these REITs, right? Like I did mention that Parkway mm-hmm. Life REIT has a very cheap borrowing cost. But um, as interest rates go up um, in the short term, we want to actually um, make sure that the companies or the REITs do not overpay in terms of their interest cost because the, mm-hmm. the more interest you pay, the less profit which you will actually get for the Singapore REIT, the less profit means less dividends, right? So that will actually affect the REIT When interest rates go up in the short term. But on the flip side, in the longer-term outlook, right? if you're a long-term investor, um, it's a good thing when countries increase interest rate or if the environment is very, very favourable for interest rate to increase, because this means that the economy is actually growing. And when the economy is growing, Hmm. it also means that the tenants, the companies which are renting from these Singapore rates are going to do well. So when they're doing well, you know They get to pay more rent, so you want to look for REITs which are able to actually increase the rent as the profits increase. Right? So as the rent increase, it, it is going to be positive for Singapore REITs. So my short answer is, in the short term, interest rate is going to affect uh, the borrowing cost of some of these REITs. But in the longer term, right, if interest rates continue to stay high, it means that the economy is doing well, rental rate is going to go up, the property value is going to go up, and it's going to be good for the REITs.
0: I mean I I don't mind talking about macro but I, I don't want to pay too much attention to it um always. And and that tends to be because when we talk about macro, a lot of it we, we focus on the on the Fed, on, on what happens in the US and they, they are seen as the market leader, right? But and, and maybe that applies in a certain sense to, to Singapore and, and you're right, there's a overall global tightening economic outlook. That, that that means that there's underlying economic growth, which is great longer term, mm-hmm. but you know, in the shorter term, interest rates increase, costs increase. Japan, I think, has a slightly different or very different macro environment, right? Their goal has always been to actually get inflation. So so they have zero inflation. You know, they have negative interest rates. Um, they, they keep trying to stimulate inflation and stimulate growth. And it just doesn't happen. So, you know, I do don't know how much of the the you know U S Fed tightening actually affects Japan. Maybe it does, um, but you know I think that there's because of the the peculiarities of of what Japanese monetary policy tries to achieve right there, there might be a bit of a difference but in any case it's a good difference for us because even if if it if it rises that's great if it doesn't rise we, we have cheap borrowing costs which is what we wanted anyway they, they have an aging population which is where, where we think we'll have continued business or the tenants will get continued business over the next 10 years so we are fine so so yeah i think that macro is a good point um i, I just think we it, it's too hard to predict i don't like things that are too difficult so i ignore <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean as warren buffett would say if it's if it gets too difficult in the too hard pile, just put it aside and then move on to the next, right? We don't have to pick all the very difficult uh, things to invest in, right? You just have to pick the low-hanging fruits.
0: Yeah, Just be generally correct, Ken You don't need to be exactly correct, right? If it doubles in, whether it's 2 times, 1.8 times, you know, 2.5 times in 10 years, it, it doesn't really matter as long as it's not like it's 1.2 or 0.8. Right, you know, you, you just be generally correct, you follow in that direction, you, I think that that's decent enough for, for longer term investors. Mm. Of course, if you're a short term man of trade within a day, you better be absolutely correct. But that's that's not my game at least. Okay, cool. I think that's about all Um, I have actually. That
1: sounds good.
0: It's a nice way to get started with a case study. Yeah. <laughs> think. yeah.
1: Thanks a lot, Anthony, for inviting me on this channel. I really greatly enjoy myself today. I'm talking about Power Real Life Read
0: yeah it's fine I, I, like, I like talking about reads we need to do more read content right we're in Singapore we, we don't have withholding it's, it's something we, we should look at um, especially with, with like you know this sort of environment yep. okay cool thanks man I, I hope to see you around again um, coconuts if you have any questions whether for Willy or for us you know feel free to ask in our telegram group you can reach out to Willy in, in, on his Dividend Titan page and we're good alright thanks guys I'll see you all next week okay. oh, Rakesh will see you all next week with something all else right. cheers have a good day bye 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 Hey coconuts, so I hope you learned something useful today, I definitely did. But of course, whether or not to invest is always a personal decision. We are not here to tell you to do this, to do that, but are always happy to geek out with you about different interesting perspectives, companies, and trends for the future. This series definitely has a lot more depth, so if you have any feedback, ideas, or companies you would like us to cover, do drop us a line through our socials or email us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. See you next time!